3: The Chelsea is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. We are backed by Ladbrokes. Go to bet.chelseapodcast.net for exclusive specials and promotions that we have got. You. Hello, good evening. And welcome to a very sombre The Chels podcast. We're all miserable, apart from Gary, who's just got back from a wedding. Hello, Gary.
1: How was the wedding? Well, uh, yeah, it was great. Excellent preparation for the FA Cup final. What wedding was this? Seth Fabregas, who just happens to get married the Tuesday before an FA Cup final. Biggest game of the season. he's getting married
3: maybe he was just surprised that we got through the semis and had already what what,
1: what does it say for the, the faith of the players and that they're booking weddings before the FA Cup final
3: let's ask our other guest Mr Seb Fontaine our weddings expert Nothing surprises me this season.
1: Surprised I didn't book you to DJ it.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, honestly, that's the least of my surprise uh, this, this week after Huddersfield and Newcastle. Huddersfield. We're
3: not talking about anything to do with those games, OK? We're just going to chat about the wedding because this was the wedding of the year, surely. What was it like, Gary? Were there good canapes? Good yeah, finger food?
1: falafel okay excellent how lovely well she's lebanese isn't she daniela siman so how would i know i'm sure they would this she follows me on social media as well. actually we oh. chat every now and then over direct messages no lie shall i show you <laughs> no you don't <laughs> need oh, to you. So when, when they're getting married I think unless, we're unless there's any good pics i think we're all right i remember she started following us went, oh who's this who's this swallowing me someone clearly likes what i'm writing then when i looked oh is this
2: twitter or tinder what are we we talking about it was
1: twitter but if it was tinder she'd have still swiped i'm sure (laughs) i was like oh okay i earn considerably less than her squeeze it's Uh, not not all about money mate (laughs) so do we think it
3: is an odd thing to do to get married a few days before of course it is mind you (sighs) might put the deposit down on the venue doesn't want to lose it it. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, thinking? I mean, if he was rushing
2: off to Spain's World Cup squad... Which he it, isn't. It, yeah, if the, you know, he'd have a point, but no, it
1: doesn't also, sound Also, as well, he's been with her for 12 years, so come on, you left there waiting this long, so you can wait another <laughs> five days. <laughs> but maybe it's the pick-me-up they all need, because I presume the rest of the team... No, no one else was there, just him and his, his new wife and the children. Really? Yeah, he's three kids and then her two kids from a previous So no marriage. Chelsea players? Didn't seem to be because uh, they were all been at the the uh press day weren't it because it's press day over at the training ground today
3: ah that's right which we were gonna so go so he to, wouldn't have been there we were gonna go to that but then we just thought nah. well have got to be, on be on honest I don't,
2: I don't think i've ever felt less excited about a cup final in
3: my whole life well okay look let's go back a few days because last tuesday gary was sat here i was sat here who else was with us chef alan bird was here and uh Right, Chuck. Nizar. Nizar, the mank. Chelsea, right. Hey, all right. Um, Yeah, well... Manchester. we We were talking about, you know, what could possibly go wrong now, other than maybe results don't go our way, but we look set for those next two games, Huddersfield and... And the, the potential the of game. Champions
2: League. There was, there was a real bit of a buzz here. We could do it. It was an outside chance, but we could do it. Tottenham slipping up, you know, it, it was it was there. So put your best team in, best team, and let's go for this. You turn up at the ground, and what do you pissing see? A B team. <laughs> bollocks.
1: It wasn't a bad B team, but
3: yeah, six well, chain teams ridiculous. B for bollocks team. Pretty much. Okay, well, this is interesting because Andy... Um, said after the Huddersfield game, we'll talk about it, but Andy was putting out on Twitter that, you know, before everyone has a go at the team selection, shouldn't we really be, you know, wondering if they were fit, if they were up for it, if things were right? And I think, no, I'm sorry, you've got two games left in your Premier League season. You go out there if you can hardly walk and find a way to get through It was all about getting through one game at a time. It was not about squad management anymore.
2: While there's something still to play for, you fight. You fight for it. If we'd already literally there was no chance, I would get it. Let's give some other people a play out, and you know, and and actually, I didn't. I didn't hate the Huddersfield game. It was frustrating. They played a really good game. They frustrated us. They did the wind up tactics that we've done and plenty other people, mm. and we were the ones getting wound up. They were really good. I mean, hats off to Huddersfield. But I still think when there's something to fight for, you put your best team in.
1: Well, give them credit is. I just thought that after the City performance, they wouldn't have the mental capacity mm. to to concentrate for 90 minutes. To sque- we all knew how they were going to play, but I just didn't think that I'd have the mental capacity to do it on the back of what happened against City, which was like two or three days before. So... I mean, how does a team with... Wow, do, do you remember what possession they had? How did they even score against us? Yeah, I mean, it like was... Oh, yeah, Caballero position, went it, mental.
2: That. But literally, I mean, we nearly lost that game. It was a very fluky goal that we got.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's the whole thing, isn't it? The, the point is, Huddersfield came with a plan. We knew what their plan would be, and yet we still... For, you know, for me... It was actually the perfect game for Victor Moses to play in because down their left-hand side, which is where he mm. would have been attacking, they looked slightly suspect. But nobody went on the
1: outside once. No one took, took the full-backs on. You see, I just think no matter what team, the way Huddersfield played...
3: Yeah, but we needed... In, in, we needed in, in, it. I
1: know, but in, in terms of their performance and the way they played I don't think that Chelsea really struggled against teams like that all yeah, season I don't think Chelsea would have won whether they had Hazard from the, from the outset yeah I would agree but with the, that. The, the only thing that I thought was that Huddersfield was so so deep that given that Chelsea had to win that game regardless that you could have gone two defenders at the back at half time and sacrificed and said right we're going to by hook or by crook we're going to get every single attacker on the pitch that we can because Nothing by by that lose. you're going to force them deeper, yeah. And there, there was no way that they, they were so content to sit there. And the problem was is that Chelsea weren't moving their defenders enough. They, there was too many touches on the ball. And yeah, you know, one tweet I put out was um, less touches, more passes, please. You know, because that, that's the only way you beat teams like that. Mm. You know, and th- the only way you're going to break them down was they just wanted to hold onto the ball too long. Loads
2: of loads of kind of little flick-ons that went. Yeah, see, so, you
1: know, I, I just thought if you got you know sacrificed one of the centre backs, whether it was you know Cahill, Rudiger, or or Aspi. And, um, you know, sorry, or Christensen, sorry, wasn't it? Not Cahill. Um, And put Hazard on at half-time that you'd have had that, four those four attackers Mm. to really pull those players out of position and you know ask questions of them and then later on throw Giroud into the mix but
2: it's always difficult playing against you know that that you know literally they're just bodies in the box yeah yeah. really because it doesn't make for good football to watch but they did a job you know they wanted to stay up they needed it more than us they had more desire than
1: us the the way the game went as well with the way the Aspi ended up becoming a right winger you just look and you think you are playing two defenders anyway so just Get rid of a defender who's yeah. not as good in but, that attacking third, is my point. and put
3: the attacker on. Yeah, Victor Moses should have been playing. You know, he's the only one who can cross from that side. Half a time, just put him on. It, it was just for me. It was just, you know, I've tried to support Conte all season, but I've just been swapping messages with Rick, and he was saying that at Newcastle, the the feeling about Conte amongst a lot of the fans was really down. And that actually there's a real down feeling coming up to the cup final. And I think Conte, you know, in a way has exasperated in a kind of a way that Mourinho did in his last season with those oafish, boorish interviews that we got through. It's a belligerent. It's a belligerent. It's a different kind, but it's the same principle of like, I'm fed up of hearing him go on about, well, this was wrong or that was wrong. You know what? Your job is to make things right, and okay, he's been struggling a lot, but everything has to come from him. And I've said it since God knows when. Now you keep telling players they're not good enough, I or agree. they're in the he's position. Not, he's not inspiring be, them.
2: He's not yeah. inspiring them to greater things. He's basically moaning, saying this lot in front of me aren't good enough. You didn't give me what I wanted. I wanted an extra four over thirty-one-year-old Italian. And yeah. Italians that are going to be worth nothing in three years' time, and you, un- you know, no, i no one of the club didn't buy what he wanted.
1: Well, uh, I think the the crux of it all is that Chelsea are in a transitional period, and he's found that as frustrating as the players and the fans.
2: But I think that if
1: okay, and he wanted to speed it up because he he looks here that you know, I'm not down on Conte, but I'm not. Over the moon with him because. It's not
3: down, not up. It's yeah. really, Because as, as, yeah. mu-
1: as much as I'm enamoured with the guy, I think that he's made mistakes this year. You know, of course he has, but there's been a collective failure across the club, which is a different debate altogether. But I think you look at it and you just you think, this is a guy that. I, I can understand his frustration because he looks at him and thinks, look, I came in, this club was on his knees, right? You weren't in the the Champions League, you weren't even in the Europa League, you'd finished 10th, you'd had your worst defensive performance uh, and your worst points tally for 20 years. It was absolutely shocking the way that that team, with Mourinho and all the players, the way they performed and when Hiddink came in, the way they just plundered on for the rest of the season to plonded to to finish to finish it started with plod yes, and then I ended know. up at plonded
2: okay I, that's good
1: i'm not stressed plod and plonded i mean look, i mean I'm you like Paul say, creating new words i
2: mean you say transitional right and if we if we finished fifth but i thought we'd playing some good football we were getting somewhere some of the youth had come
1: through blah 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 you know all of that but it just feels like a lot of people but i i think there has been progress mm. you might not see it necessarily on the pitch and this is what i'm thinking about chelsea is that the, the transitions there yeah, but, you know, OK, I, I get what you're saying. Transition but, and everything. But, the point...
3: But hold on. The, the point with a transition is you have to have these moments where you're neither up, you're neither down. You know, it's like, you know, with Conte, I'm kind of flatlining on Antonio at the moment. But you kind of have to accept things might not go right to in order to get right further down the line, which is why you don't need your manager moaning about it. You know, the, and this last week, it's all been about Emanalo. You know, suddenly it's, we really missed him. And you think, okay, look, just let it go for a while. If you're going, you're going. If you're staying, you're staying do it all at the end of the season but not when there's still things to fight for not when there's still things to play for be a leader that's what he's being paid 9 million quid or whatever a year yeah. to be a leader and at times you have to put that attitude down and just get on with the job and I think that's what's frustrating because you're right it is transitional times we've seen some amazing stuff coming through this season you know you've got Hudson Odoi just little glimpse of him of is mm. enough to see he will be good down the line for Chelsea Football Club we've seen you know Ethan Ampadu come along what a shame that kid got injured because he could well have ended up as a regular starter by the end of this season you know there's been wonderful things Loftus Cheek over at Palace you know there are things we can look forward to which means that the place is gonna be tangibly different next year and we may not even have to spend a penny in certain areas to get things getting right again
1: yeah I think because then the point I was going to make is that there's been a regenerating of that squad and I accept Chelsea. And Christensen as well. Yeah, and I, I accept Chelsea have made mistakes in the transfer market where last year they were really sluggish and they didn't really act quick enough and they dragged their feet and then transfer deadline day comes and suddenly you've got loads of signings happening again. You know, like drink water, they could have got done earlier. Um, Zappa Costa, if they were targeting him, they could have got done earlier. You know, and you just looking, you think, OK, look, they've made mistakes, but at the same time, look at the regeneration of that squad. There, there's so many players that have come through, like... Rudiger you know suddenly the defense is you can start seeing mm. that the shape of the defense you know not for this season hasn't been perfect of course it hasn't next season is it going to be perfect probably not but the problem where Chelsea are is that because we've been so successful as a club in the last 15 years the suddenly the lack of patience that you had at boardroom level with Roman as you know has, has filtered down to the fans and suddenly I'm seeing tweets of if we want to win the FA Cup, we've got to sack Conte right now. It's like you're being serious. How short termist is that? You want to sack a manager for one game? You Can know, we have an interim manager for one yeah, game? Yeah, exactly. Do you know how ridiculous? Borrow it is? Rafa for so one I just day. think that it hasn't been perfect. Of course it hasn't. But I think when two years ago, this point two years ago, if someone sat down Chelsea fans and said, Okay, look, you're not gonna have perfect times, but in the next two years you're gonna win the title and you're gonna finish fifth in the Premier League would you take it? Chelsea fans were a bit bitten the hand off where the club was then because the club was on its knees. It was a, a juncture where they could have gone either way and they got the appointment right with the manager and he came in and the buzz around him was such that suddenly the last year was forgotten about and everyone was moving forward and he's played a part in it, bringing that buzz away but I just think that okay, let's not kill but, the guy. But if you Come take
2: on. someone like Pochettino, who's not been given the, the lavish funds that Conte is incessantly moaning that he didn't get? He makes do with what he's got and he doesn't make the players in front of him feel bad for it. That's the. I think that's. It's what, easy I think it's that's. First. I think that's what's been our downfall this season. Is I think Conti's not been the same. He's literally looked like a different, a
1: different person to last season. Well, one, we don't know what he was promised. Whether he was promised funds. I agree. I agree. Yeah, but but still, you, you still get on, get on no, and no, do no, your I, job. I, I and also,
2: this main body of players that won you the league last season to now tell everyone they're not good enough. I mean, they surely they've got to be a bit pissed off. And like, hang on, we we won you won you the league first season, and then suddenly we're. Scrap heap heroes,
1: you know? I don't think he's saying that the, the first 11 isn't good enough. I, I think what he's talking I, no, about is I, beyond I, that. I
2: just think his demeanour hasn't done any favours for the
1: rest of the but team. But to, to bring up Pochettino is a good example, given the rumours doing the rounds now, yeah. but it's easier for him at Spurs, not because it's easier to achieve or anything like that. What I mean is that it's, it's easier for him to not get the big money and accept it because Chelsea, what are Chelsea? What have Chelsea been in the last... 15 years, okay, in the last couple of years they've tightened the purse strings but they've been the big spenders. The transfer market as you see it now with Paris Saint-Germain spending so lavishly and other clubs, Chelsea created that. Chelsea were winning titles by outbidding other teams Mm. and not so much financially doping in the way that you're seeing with PSG and Man City but they were a club, Chelsea as a club, completely changed the the face of football and suddenly that's why you're getting £200 million signing. So he comes into a club that's got that culture and suddenly he's being told we're not going to do it that way anymore. So maybe he's come in under false pretences. We don't know whether he's come in thinking, I'm getting this. But at Spurs, it's not expected to get that. And now he's changing, saying, well, I want this and I want that at Spurs. But Spurs, for one, just haven't had that culture of doing it. They don't even pay the players well. Yeah. You no, know, let, let alone spend big on players. No, but so. they still have. I mean, listen, you saw that game, with the Spurs Leicester. What were they three one
2: down and they won? For, there was fight there. There was fight there. Yeah, on sure. We we had nothing. We lost three nil to Newcastle. And there was there was no fight in our players. There was no, and I think that's what's missing. That literally we capitulated end of the season. And I, I've got to be honest. Like I said, I've never felt less excited about an FA Cup final. I'm 47 and I've been to four five and this i literally at the moment i'm i'm really that and i know why if i see that smug
3: twat Mourinho lift that cup in a red shirt i i will feel sick (laughs) i think that's a fair point you know and and i do think i think that this has been a season of attrition we have we have not kicked on at any point just when you think things are moving forward things have stopped again and it's been Mm two step forward one step back uh, and it's been been a very odd season i mean i it doesn't seem as though we've been going a whole
1: season it's very strange it's, it's been very gone. stop start yeah and then when when they look like they've turned the court i started the, the season really pardon me sorry oh you didn't pick that up did you when um, when when the, when the <laughs> season was Gary's for the strange
3: sort of <laughs> no n- well,
1: we could hear the tumbleweed. Um, that's but, your mind.
2: That was the least of our worries. <laughs>
1: but as the, as, as the season started poorly with that defeat to Burnley, but then they turn it round very quickly, beat Spurs at, at Wembley. And then they go on and have a, an all right August and September that you know, finishes that Atletico win. And then they sort of have a dip, and then they, by New Year's Eve, were second. And they just completely tail off. And then they do an Arsenal where you think all's dead and all's you know, gone. And then suddenly they find this form at the end of the season just to blow it again. Yeah, yeah, but so at least been, Arsenal carry
3: on until the end of the season. We didn't. We gave up two uh, games before. Uh, uh, Once we'd finally earned a position of possible... I'd like to go
2: further transitioning. I'd like a little bit of a clear out. I think there's players there not not pulling their weight. And I, I, I'm bored of Courtois, like an excited teenager in his first school disco, waving at Real Madrid every five minutes. It's me... F- pissing nuts I want him gone and you know I think there's others now this
3: is where Gary and I now (laughs) kick back and it's over to the Seb Fontaine
1: squad analysis part of the programme I'm I'm not used to watching someone go on a rant unless I look in the mirror (laughs) so carry on on, come on
2: I just think you know he's been waving at Real Madrid all bloody season and I'm sick of it I mean is Hazard staying or going I I, I think he'll probably stay but you know there's a lot of flirtation going on there and half it's not the players half it's the you know the agents as well I get it but there's a lot of people there. I, I think, you know, Morata's... I think there's a really amazing player in that man. I think he's very lightweight. And I don't know if mentally he's up for a Premier League struggle. But I think he's an amazing player. I mean, the, the, the you know, the, the, the rumours are he's off to Juve after one season, which would be a shame, I think. But I know maybe they feel that if we can recoup you know 80% of our money it's it's, it's, it's yeah, but maybe you can't it's,
3: take a loss at this stage we will be now, taking a loss
2: we, yeah, will, but we I, I think we overpaid is what happened if
1: chelsea are going to take a loss on him he signed a 5 year deal so keep him keep him until he's are not going well, to i would a agree
2: loss. but unless he clearly doesn't want to be there we don't want players who don't want to be there
1: yeah, but then you'd rather, you know, sorry, I'd rather win... The power of Chelsea, him. he's got a long contract at yeah. Chelsea, so if Juve want him, they've got to pay for him. Unless unless,
2: unless, there's a deal to be done somewhere and someone else is going the other way and something else, who knows? You know, this is a crazy world. We're, we're about to enter the silly season. Yeah, you know? but the
3: silly season without the proffer of Champions League. So it's going to be interesting to see because the, the whole selling point of the club is... Come to us because we're in transition. We're building something. They've got yeah, back now, to that, that, aren't they?
2: That season after we weren't in the champion. That season we weren't in the Champions League was a f- great season for us. I mean, it's almost worse that we're in the Europa League, which I really, I can't. But so again, Europa. it could
1: be a good thing because you talk about yeah. Hudson Odoi, and I think the Europa League could be used for those players in the group. Yeah, stages. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But can I just say, just to go on to you know, talking about the squad and how long are you going to say it for? First, <sighs> three minutes, five no. minutes, no, no, no. Um, j- just quickly looking at the. That's what I was looking at my phone just now. Looking at the lineup, is that you know, talk about transition and clear out to squads? Five of those players that um, started against Newcastle weren't at Chelsea last year. You know, from the starting lineup, three of them weren't even at the club until January. That's what Conte's dealing with. Is that there's there's a high player. T- S-
2: so he threw them all in on the same yeah. match. Well, on on a, 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 on a em- must Emerson, win match.
1: Emerson and Giroud impressed, and I think yeah, Barkley's no, been unfortunate. I think Emerson's like, that hamstring fantastic. just just haunted them all, all the more, but. Yeah, you know, I think you look at Chelsea that that's why I'm not completely down on it. You know, yeah, it has been... Uh, no, know.
3: I just want a level of honesty and I just want a bit of acceptance from the people who are playing the main roles. I'm agree-
1: I'm agreeing with you. I think, actually, the way I look at what's coming up it's going to be exciting yeah, you know, would I have wanted Chelsea to defend the title this year? Of course I would have, but at the same time, let's stop Thinking about what everyone else is doing. Let's stop thinking about hundred point seasons or you know finishing yeah. second and getting in the Champions League. Let's worry about what we've got, and what we've got is something promising. Let's not panic. Let's no, not you know, hit if, the panic listen, alarm. If we have if we rid of the manager and if we have lost that game gained.
2: to Newcastle four three and we scored three goals and fought all the way, I wouldn't be having a rant because we just lost a bloody good game of football. We didn't. There was nothing there. And that's what upsets me.
1: Yeah, and it's it's disconcerting when Cahill comes out after and says, I think, and he, I think he was calling out some players, Where and I think it comes down to the point you're saying, is that look, some players who they want to be there, but they don't actually want to be there. Where he said, yeah, I think some of us were looking forward to the FA Cup final. And to me, it just sort of, it was an echo of what's been going on at Stokes since they got relegated, where suddenly the division in that dressing room has been seen. I think maybe players like Cahill and others are looking and thinking, what, what are you doing? Because... As a club, you're not playing, you know, you're, you're more worried about yourself. So, you, yeah, you've tooken, taken your foot off the gas and you've played for the FA Cup final next weekend. And to, to me, the, the two best players at St James's Park from a Chelsea perspective, which is saying something, were uh, Ross Barkley and Giroud. I think Barkley.
2: Yeah, Barkley was good. Did, did nearly, well got, a goal.
1: nearly he got a goal. And he battled he nearly, and he nearly got the assist for Giroud. Yeah, and it was a good save from the keeper. And Giroud put in another shift. I think they were the two best players, but obviously that's saying something on, on a team that completely failed.
2: Yeah, I, I'm really, really. You know, I, I think Giroud's been a fantastic addition to the squad.
1: I
3: think Giroud has been fantastic. But I would also say, for me, there's been three players, and this will, one of them will probably produce some contention from people listening, but I think there's three players who consider themselves hard done by this season. One is Giroud. That, okay, I know he came with a knock and what have you, but it was obvious Conte didn't want to go to him at first. He didn't want to Why test Why do you him. think that? Well, because he didn't play very much for a month and a yeah, bit, but yeah, but he, he was injured. That, he he was came injured, injured. Yeah, and then
2: had to take time to find his yeah, feet with the squad. Yeah, I think, oh, I I th- think he, no, he could likes have played a tough more. Man. Well, well,
3: maybe. But
2: also, don't forget, he's got two strikers to keep happy. And at the time Giroud came back, Morata also came back, and he's also got you know, a, 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 you know probably you know some marching orders from the from above get Morata scoring some goals you know because he cost us 75 million quid or whatever it was so I think he had two people at, coming back from injury at the same time that he was trying to slot in
3: yeah I, th- I think that's true but I still think Giroud could have started quite a few more games I also think the other person that's been hard done by is William. You know, that no, guy would play every single game in every single other club other than bloody Chelsea. And, you know, I know Gary will, will talk about this in a second. For a player to win players player of the year says
1: something. That's because the rest of the player... You, you tell me what you think about the players yeah, player of the year. Yeah, it's, because it's the biggest award. Who cares about the fans? You know, the fans vote for the player that's got the best stats on FIFA and the one that they don't want to say anything bad about in case he leaves, you know, thinking of certain Belgians. But <laughs> I think that William, Not Courtois. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think with William is that it shows the value that players who experience William in a completely different way to what we do, we look at him and think, oh, where's your little cheeky step over? Where's the, oh, you know, no, I love wh- where you where's the flick here and, and here and there? And, and the players see him for mm-hmm. what he gives them. I think and he's
2: one of the natu- most naturally gifted footballers we've got. I think, Yeah, he's and, and,
1: I, and, I, and I just think that for any player... In across all the awards and you know we can talk about the FWA player of the year and, and all this stuff to me the important one is the ones that the players vote for because they see it differently to us and when you've got a player getting you know last year Kante got it and this, this year William's getting it I, I think it shows what William they got offer got some
2: stick from the fans earlier in the season as well he gets stick from fans all the time yeah. he used
3: to get stick from Andy all the time He's no final product oh,
1: I, like but I, I agree with him on that yeah, but true. there's so much more that he brings to the team in terms of uh, okay. industry and endeavour that the players value and managers value. Okay, here's a quick question. Who was
3: your third player? Oh, my okay. Well, I was just going to go to a William oh, question, but if you had to lose one player out of William or Hazard, who would it be? who would you you let go you know what
2: I I just think the Hazard Madrid thing has been going on so long they do this weird tapping up thing via the press where they tap up players just by telling the local newspaper that we're going to buy them so they're not breaking any rules it unsettles players it's been going on so long the one thing I would say is if we got 100 million plus for Hazard knowing that we had William would make it less bearable and 100 million in the bank to spend on some you know what maybe it is time for him to go maybe it is maybe he has achieved maybe he needs a, a new a new challenge for himself mentally and personally and maybe it would be good for us to use that 100 million plus to get two new people in who also need a new challenge and a new and some mental stimulation at a new club it might not be the best deal
1: in the world okay and for you william or hazard who would you keep i would keep william but just as a disclaimer to stop people wetting the bed, he's not in the same class as Hazard. No, he's not. No, not at all. But, for the reason Seb's saying, is that you're going to get more to invest in that squad from Hazard than you are Willian. And I think that Hazard is not the player that Chelsea thought he was going to be when they signed him when he was 21, 22. I, I, he, he hasn't got any better than what he was in 2012. And to me, that's just a disappointment. Chelsea probably failed him at times in that they've built a team around him without giving more players like him because now everything rests on his shoulders where it's like we need some magic do do something yeah. whereas it, it so so much him that he can't always do it but at the same time he hasn't evolved to the level that you expected him to i think that's absolutely right i'd go with William as well i'll I'd, I'd keep willian and the
2: cash sorry it's and the cash it's not just William or hazard is yeah. would you take willian and 100 yeah.
3: million quid exactly and the truth is the one thing i do not want to see you say you can't, you'll can't. you be spitting feathers if Mourinho's lifting the cup in red. Well, for me, if I see Willian every week next season yeah. at Man United, yeah. I will actually think about yeah. writing a letter of complaint. Yeah, let's, not,
2: let's not sell them anymore. anymore. <laughs> no. uh, are, are, we, are we doing a break now? Because I've got more rants to
3: come. Yeah, one, yeah, there's no, one don't about worry. the new kit. Yeah. There's, there's lots oh, of more yeah, rants. I've got it all. You keep them under your all hat. Right, I'm ready. I will come back in a second. And I will tell you who my third player is that I think has been been, you know maltreated shall we say anyway here we go to the break the chels is backed for the season by ladbrooks right okay we're back the other player that i think has been um mistreated in a way uh had a hard time i think uh it's gary cahill for me when Christensen was obviously out on his feet in January, I said, he needs a break. We all said, he needs a break. Nothing happened. Luis the Denmark fit, manager
1: said he needed the break, but absolutely. I sent him home early from
3: international Exactly, theory. And then we were told, yeah, but Luis is injured, so he can't come in. Well, what about Cahill? We all said, and then we were told, Cahill doesn't play in the centre. He can't play in the centre of that three-man defence. Just no good. What's, he's been one of the few players who's put in a performance since he's come back into yeah, the side he, he, in that central position he, he didn't
2: have the best start to a season I think he's proved some doubters wrong I know some people absolutely just think he doesn't belong there anymore and I think that's wrong and I think the way he's been treated by the fans has been a bit wrong but actually I think he's been pretty good this second half of the season yeah. and I think that you know I think we should be absolutely not mistreating him and you know lauding him for probably saving us a couple of times he's
1: yeah. the other thing on him as well is oh, just regarding his treatment is that you know from the terraces and social media this guy's captain of Chelsea Football Club right not because he's the best player he's, he's the because, captain because absolutely. of what he's given this football club he yeah. has won every single trophy in European football that matters with Chelsea you are his personal online bodyguard aren't you oh, I mean you, you really should, <laughs> you should
3: see the tattoo of where it is <laughs>
1: it gets bigger as, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but seriously, this guy, the service that he's had to Chelsea in six years, I agree. well, six and a half years now, at any other club, he would be applauded and loved, but for some reason at Chelsea, it's almost like, oh, you don't really quite fit the bill of you know being the champagne superstar that we deserve I at this just club. Think and it's just after like Terry, being uh,
2: you know, he, he took on after Terry and doesn't have quite the same love. But I just think it was unfair. And you know what? If he was having a rocky patch, we should be helping him, supporting him, not trying to drag him down further into that rocky patch.
3: Yeah. I really disagree with it. You see, I I think my my point is that if Gary Cahill had played in January and February and split the duties or whatever with Christiansen, we may well
1: have ended up in top four. I think, I think it was that bad a choice. Because the difference between top four and, and not has just been a couple of games. It hasn't been like a country mile, like Arsenal.
3: No, and also the point is... That really worries me is you can damage young players by overplaying them. It's what everyone always talks about. You have to know when to put your arm around a player, you have to know when to pull him out of the firing line. And nobody did that for Christensen. And he's not looked the same player since some of those rickets he made in the Champions League, you know, when things didn't go right for him. He's lost a certain amount of confidence. There's no doubt about it. And I just hope it's not long lasting because that kid could be the future and we said at the beginning he will be the future I've now got a doubt you know I, I hope he comes back refreshed and as good as he was well, him is he's
1: not going to have a pre-season what Chelsea should do is they should just say to him when he comes back from the World Cup that he has more time off than the other players and he mm. doesn't come back into the, the team properly until September yeah,
2: yeah give, give him right. all of
1: August off obviously he's going to be training with the players still and, and being part of this team but not playing not part of matchday squads and just easing him back into it because he's 21 years old Mentally, drained. Physically, he's drained, and they need to manage that. And I think you're right with what you said earlier on. I think we need to do our business
2: early in the window. We can't be buying players at the end of the transfer window again. Yeah. Well, it's especially, just... especially
1: this year, where the transfer window ends before the season starts. Oh yeah, of course it does. So we have we haven't got all this you know. Jim White malarkey on.
3: Oh look, there's absolutely nothing happening <laughs> at
1: Queens Park Rangers.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. No, it, it's good. It might finish all that nonsense. Uh, I, I think. I think it's right. The, the year we did our business early was that year. Fabregas four and Costa. years ago. Cab- Fabregas and Costa, and it was just brilliant. You knew we were in for a decent season. Mm. And you know, there are players that make you think think like that.
2: If we do lose Morata, who are we going to go for? Do you think? I don't think we're going to lose Murata. You don't think, I so, don't think no. so? I don't think so.
3: I, I think we will. When no. was the last time Juventus spent sixty million on a player? And don't mention Higuain. Mm-hmm. Um, he was I, the. Last, I, told I told you that. Yeah, but it's right.
1: I, I, how much was it? Yeah, uh, it was ninety million or it something. Was it? Million. it was ninety. It was ridiculous. But I think I think with Murata, the stories around him. I think are coming around from the agent pushing it where Giroud's come in in January and suddenly the dynamics changed a bit where he was the man and now suddenly almost we just want to test we just want to test the water to see where he is and this is all geared towards they'll have a sit down with the club and they'll say look Conte staying or if he's leaving but Morata's our number one Giroud's come in he's only got another year on his contract Alvaro's our man moving forward and it's almost about massaging his ego a bit to go don't worry come back after the summer and you're going to be the you know the, the, so the, I guess, you know, the apple of our eye.
2: Is the question, is, is
3: a managerial change a good idea or not?
1: No, no. I think it's a bad it's idea.
3: As much as I've, I've got the hump with Conte, there is something that he kind of started, which actually, sulky year or not, I think he should
1: continue. I think I would like to see at least one more Can't year. Look, look, look at it like this, right? When Jurgen think- Klopfer came in at Liverpool, Took him ages. Take, yeah no took, it took him, him ages. a long time yeah, and he even didn't now, bitch about the ball. No, no, okay he didn't but the thing this is the point again though is that it's easy at Liverpool because they're not so, he's not coming in expecting so, the big money but then look what happened when he didn't get Van Dijk so maybe the he answer is then. Yeah,
2: maybe is. the answer is for the club to support him better so it doesn't look like they're at war all the time replace Emanalo with someone who is actually doing the football business because we don't really know who's doing the football business who's buying the players and the, well, you know do at the moment. who's doing all, all, the Gran of is do it Doing the business, but but yeah, but someone who's actually you know in involved with making those players gel. The, the point, someone. the point
1: with Conte anyway, is that forget regardless of what's happened this season and what you think of him. Where is the standout candidate for Chelsea to appoint a manager right now? Because we've said it so many times, all the all the good jobs are going to other managers. You know, like Tuchel's gone to Paris Saint Germain, which has been confirmed yet, yeah? even though Andy kept saying that's not going to happen. Been confirmed now, and. Yeah, you, know, you start looking, you think, okay, where are the candidates for the Chelsea job? You know, uh, Allegri uh, and
2: Sarri seem to be, and Luis Enrique seem to be the three that. Uh, uh, why?
1: Would, why?
3: You, you Ale- know, you right. look at it rationally. Why would Allegri leave Juventus? He's even come out today about the Tottenham job. Said, I, I find it hard to, you mm. know, think about leaving a club which is actually competing for Champions League. But, and you look Chelsea. at Enrique.
2: When he
1: was at Roma, he completely... I'm not convinced about him. He, he, at all. For want of a better like, term, he was turd. Yeah. And then he goes to Barcelona where he's got Enrique the tools. has turd. <laughs> he's got, but he's got all the tools. It's, well, yeah, yeah, all, he's, he's, all he needs to do is get 10 players on the pitch to revolve around Messi. It's not yeah. hard. <laughs> Even these trolls on Twitter could do it. Yeah, but he you was know? like
3: a mini Guardiola, you know.
1: It no, what I'm saying Come is... Come
3: on. No, no, no. No, what I'm saying is... It was already there and actually he didn't do much to change it. And when he did change that system, it stopped working. He, yeah, but then he tried at,
1: to alter it and it can't didn't work. to Guardiola. Guardiola brought through bruschettes. No, 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 but, no so, I
3: can because I'm saying he took over
1: in the, in the way that he was trying to do what Guardiola did but couldn't do it but because he, but he didn't have the what, what he had the benefit of is what so many managers had at Chelsea when they took over post-2007 is that they were inheriting this team that Mourinho had built. And they were sort of just like, okay, go and do what you got to do. Like Lampard says it to us in the blueprint. So, Frank, what did Di Matteo do in 2012? We got Drogba, Terry and me in a room. And he said, guys, you know what you used to do? Yeah, do that. Okay, boss. And that's what he did. And you see it on the pitch. And, and that's that's what won Chelsea did the Champions League. And yeah. that's what Enrique did at Barcelona. I know yeah. that there was there was more nuanced things that he did to it. But, no, but the did, crux though. of it is that he did. I'm not sure did. Avram Grant
2: actually did anything. I but think again, you know, Avram just, Grant... Yeah.
1: A certain player, we used to do this thing in the programme and it was like, quick questions, it was called Blues Banter and one of the questions was mug of the month and this player said, the manager, and we said, you can't do the manager, and he's laughing, no, I wanted to be the manager because he came in angry and threw a CD case on the floor and all the players looked at him, looked at us and we just started laughing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, that that was the respect that Abraham Grant had in the in the dressing room at Chelsea. It was about those players, and that's what Enrique had at the new. Camp. Yeah, but that, this is my point. I'm, I'm not
3: trying to big up Enrique because I don't want him to be the Chelsea manager. I don't think he'd be any good. What I'm saying is, he tried to do what Guardiola did, and he tried to get them to do exactly what you're saying, which is. Just go and do what you did before. Revert to type. Exactly. He didn't actually do anything very positive with that team. And the fans didn't warm to him either. Why do you think he walked away in the end? Because he wasn't loved and revered. At Barcelona, if you're loved and revered, your life is just incredible. If you're not, and it's like, eh, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a very nice place to be.
2: So... If we keep Conte, how do we make him happier? How do we get him to be the manager we had last season, not the one we had this season?
3: You actually find someone who can slap him that he won't slap back <laughs> and say, you know what, sort it out, grow I up and with it. I think there's got to be
2: someone it. like a director of football that's kind of in between the board and him that's kind of... <laughs> almost mediating cause, uh, there seems to be a real disjointment between what's going on the pitch and what's going on upstairs
3: well there's no firm hand is there there's no nobody going you know whether it's Bruce Buck or whoever nobody
1: is taking I don't think Gonte anyone's to. quite sure what's going on I think no, that, I think you're right I think that the board aren't sure whether he wants to stay and he's not sure whether they want him to stay. Yeah. So no one's committing because it's almost like I don't want to be the one that gets egg on my face. And in the and you know sort of that that's what's happening because in the media no one knows what's happening. People are trying to frame it as if they're the one in the know. But the fact that everyone's scurrying around trying to give a different reason for this and a different you know no one's actually coming out going he is leaving. They're like well oh. they did and they've they've all rode yeah. back. Oh it looks like he might go. You know oh how can he stay after that performance at Newcastle? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think he
3: might go. Well, we'll see. I can you can go. you remember to... who the first person was ages ago who said he won't go when everyone was saying it? I think you'd find it was me. But no, it
1: wasn't. Well, you might be yeah, wrong yet. No, we, we what happened is yet. I, spoke to, to no, I, I spoke to you on the phone. You're boasting about something that
2: hasn't come to fruition yet. I spoke to
1: you on the phone and I gave my theory and you came what, to me gone, and, gone, and has made out it was yours. <laughs> eh? That's you not true. I'd never plagiarised. We see, we have many conversations on the phone at like one or two in the morning. Oh, and then
2: he did it. Well, he said it before K-Kerry, you and the Kerry podcast. Kerry gives me a
1: booty call and I say, Kerry, let's just talk football instead, darling. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, and then I, I just shower him with knowledge. And then he comes in on the podcast. Going, oh, knowledge. I had a dream. Yeah. you spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> you were not my fantasy figure
3: but, but you know i do think it'd be interesting to see i think i think it's too much riding on it both ways but okay we'll just move on to newcastle a little bit because we we all know it was a shoddy performance but what also happened on that day which is something i think we really do need to discuss is that chelsea unveiled their new kit <laughs> 80s what?
2: vomit kit with it, blue and red with red and white flecking
3: it's nearly a shell suit isn't it's it it's just nasty it's nearly, and red red all over it yeah, Why? You see, is i alone? don't
2: mind the red you know what when we had oh. that old you remember the where the stripes went that way that dixon Lecox, and speedy yeah shit, i quite like that 84. and that had the very red and white yeah, the red it's just the fleck all over it. it's like some 80s dfs
1: nightmare it's pissing horrible we yeah. had red on the kit in uh 93 94 didn't we the amiga kit it's not a FA football Cup kit final.
2: it's it's like activewear wear for mums on a school run it's shit
1: <laughs> see i'm undecided I'm because i spoke to someone at the club about it and i said mm, i'm not sure and they said wait to see it in person it looks a lot better i was like oh okay right. what you mean no, so let's not let any photos out of it no because it doesn't look that great i'm a bit disappointed because nike's the kits Nike do are really good. I, yeah. I really like them. But but, I bet you but then see, again, they've sort of like dropped the ball, haven't they? you seen the state of that City kit. Oh, it looks like a pajama top. Oh, At least we haven't got a little button on it and stuff. The oh, yeah. worst
2: one ever was that grey and orange... Weird. oh i
1: love oh, that, I love that. <laughs> tangerine and the graphite 94 95 kit that was tangerine and that was graphite. our cup when cup kit that was i remember seeing us against
3: bruges in that, that was kit that was a, that, that's the only away shirt i ever bought in my life no, the, the, the one, the so one it
2: didn't have laces on it so no no, it no, no it, that, yeah. that was a season before that was, that was 93 before. 94 that okay. was white
1: and that's when ombre went through their old harking back 100 yeah, yeah, years yeah, 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 kit, and yeah. it was with the blue collar with the, with the red gray on anyway i'm
2: putting our new kit in the same drawer as the grey and, or- and orange the grey and orange and the new kit are no, both disgusting bring back
3: graphite and I tangerine I love that was a lovely kit yeah I do I loved it
2: my favourite I, I still have a lot of love for the Autoglass kit with the little white bits there that Viali wore 97-98 I love I, that I, that I, kit.
1: Just I hated just, that but it I, ma- I just, means a lot I loved it yeah. I didn't like the collar on it
2: no, but I just... You know what? I think it was a special time. It's got well, yeah, a lot of love, that kit.
3: But that shirt means that team.
2: I mean, it yeah. would almost be... If we have this miraculous season next season, let's say... Well, we can't win Champions League. Let's say we won the league and we won all this. And every time they show the pictures of that DFS, DFS shell suit, rubbish that they've churned out, I will be mortified.
1: I know what I mean. Because the 08-09 the kit was horrible that Adidas one, and we wore it for the first time in the Champions League final. So whenever I see those pics, it's just this yeah. dirty, dirty <laughs> kit. So we
3: could it actually... horrible. We could actually call ourselves Chelsea... Yes, sure. that, there you go. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no, I actually liked this season's kit. Yeah, me too. I, lovely, okay, it the lovely the season's colour kit was,
2: was nice. Cool. The, yeah, it was a great kit. I'd
3: yeah. like to see the new shirt compared to this one, whether they've got the blue the same or if it's slightly different.
2: It looked the same, actually. Yeah,
3: I couldn't tell because I was just watching all that red flecking, you know. I'm sure. I,
1: didn't I send you the
3: picture? <laughs> yeah,
1: you did. It's quite funny. God. I didn't like this year's Away kit. I thought it was white. And then when I got it, it was this weird... You got hell. It, <laughs> did you actually pay for it? I can neither confirm nor deny that. Okay, what? I mean, that's just <laughs> nasty. And, um, and so when I got it, I was like, "Oh, it looks like I've washed it in with my football kit that was muddy." And he's come out like, oh, that's what your white top was like. So I gave it to my brother in I the end. Look, but
2: you know what? I mean, everyone says, what have Nike done? But surely someone at the club must say, yeah. Or there must be a focus group or something. Or which ones does everyone know? Who's, you know, that must yeah, get they'll, passed they'll just, round. They'll,
1: give him, they'll the, give him a template of five or six. Yeah, and
2: but who... Oh, so, it's, so it's not Nike's fault. Someone at
1: the club has chosen yeah, that. Yeah, someone in to merchandising. Toss.
3: Yeah. Uh, will they wear it for the cup final or revert See, what, to the proper kit? Mm, that takes us to no, the I think, I think
1: they'll wear that in the cup final wouldn't they the new yeah, one it's yeah, a because shop window for yeah. filth <laughs> but, uh, actually, I, I remember I know Rick's not on tonight which would be interesting because when it was the Rick was going to be here but when he's been the, on an archaeological dig when it was the 110th anniversary he tried to get Adidas to go over a certain kit of ours or well, maybe it was the 100th anniversary that he changed to the, the Royal Blue and he tried to get Adidas he spoke to Adidas and said look why don't you obviously Rick will be able to tell you more but and they didn't go with it. And I thought that would have been really good. Yeah. It yeah. been, oh, Rick's a
3: clever, wise man, you know. That would have been
1: really so, interesting.
3: So anyway, cup final. Here we go down the Arsenal route to sort of say, hey, wasn't our season not bad at all? You know, but this is a game that we really don't want to lose. And for me, if we win it, it doesn't prove anything or say anything. No. Conte's never won a cup. You know, there's interesting things. Mourinho there waiting. It, you know, it, it has all the hallmarks of one of those afternoons about it but will they be able to
1: turn it around we have Giroud and he we, does it in cup finals like Drogba
3: yeah that's true we have Giroud but we've got to give him the ball the one thing is I'd say Newcastle he was great but we just didn't give him the ball enough and sometimes when we're not playing well we forget to get it to our
1: man up top if, we, if we're just more clinical like we weren't at Old Trafford I think we'll, or this season but you know Old Trafford we played him off the park and we just let when him into the game was our last really good game that we played really well uh, that would have been, well, Liverpool, probably. Yeah. But Burnley. still, uh, yeah. But that was, I mean, that was a blip. Was a re- Burnley was a really good performance, I thought. Yeah. But,
3: but that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you're looking at a handful of games. I can name you the games we've been great in this year. Atletico Madrid, and this is more tactical than United. That feels like time. He said one like this. Would you like to explain to the viewers? With his middle finger up. I, I don't know. That's Seb it was not at Seb it was more at you <laughs> he's just got funny arms <laughs> I like, well they're sure
1: aren't they you know what they're it is because he's been on social media this week looking like a thug back at 20 years ago in Sweden he's thinking oh I'll bring out What's my Stockholm. thuggery again <laughs> yeah, God, what a chav did you see the pictures I phoned <laughs> no, I said I've not seen it I, I showed it to Louise I went who's this she went I don't know I goes, apparently that's Kerry and he's there wearing like Adidas he's talking about shell suit kits he's in like ass popper tracky bottoms Reebok classic trainers with a cap on while he's there smoking a cigar doing a line of coke in the casino <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah, disgusting can behavior I just, can
3: i just tell you that night after we'd won the the final we went to the this this uh the spy bar as it were and we i played that game blackjack and i never play it and the bottles of champagne in were 200 quid And or two hundred euros or whatever it was at the time. And I I just absolutely caned it all night long. We I got sixteen the equivalent of sixteen quid off everyone. And we won, I think it was eight or nine bottles of champagne. Mm -hmm. And it was quite it was one of those nights. And then all the Chelsea players walked in. And it was, it was just bonkers. And this is in Stockholm? Well, While I was
2: lying, sleeping on the floor of the airport trying to get home when they treated us <laughs> like animals. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you should have come out with us. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have champagne where we were.
3: Oh, well, you know, hang out with us, you know, and it all will be all right. One I enjoyed Stockholm
2: until the travel
3: home. Stockholm was amazing. Yeah. I'll never forget that stand we were in. And it was like the most vertical stand I've ever been in in my yeah. life. And you were kind of overlooking that moment when Zola scores that goal. It was almost like it was... Under you, it was, it was bizarre. I mean, you know what?
2: There was actually merit in the Cup Winners' Cup. You know, rather than Europa, when you just finished fifth and sixth, you know, at least you'd won a cup. I was quite mm. like the Cup Winners' I lo- Cup. I loved yeah. it. Yeah,
3: yeah and it, it, and it, for me, it was the best looking cup as well. Yeah, it just, I just think I think it was one. a
2: you know rather than we finished sixth in the league, we're now in a competition. You'd won a cup, yeah. and I, I think it had
3: more merit. Okay, I agree with you. So, are we going to win a cup this time round? Yes. Yes, I mean, it has to be, you cannot Do be you honestly busy.
2: believe that? Are you just saying that because it's the thing to do as a... 50-50.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, I would doubt that's actually a real 50-50. I no, think... I,
1: I believe it, but at the same time, given what's happened this season, you just don't know what Chelsea's going to turn up. Unless that's been the
2: plan, is just to been to be shit for the last you know, couple of months. It looked like we could lose any game that we're actually winning at any point. Uh, Last two games just completely capitulate and then at the FA Cup come out and score six goals.
3: Yeah, I'd like to get really cross about winning, if you know what I mean. For them to put in such a great performance that I'm actually disgusted they haven't done it before. They
2: embarrassed United and poor Mourinho. Yeah. And it it was a terrible thing to to drive them to such despair on, you know, yeah.
3: No, Uh, just they could be that good when they wanted. That would really annoy me. Are you going uh i've got to go to a wedding and see my goddaughters because i haven't seen them for a year and a half are
2: you going i nearly sold my ticket today because i just can't face seeing Mourinho's face if he wins but i'm going yeah
1: i had two tickets but i gave them up because my brother's over from berlin so we're having a family barbecue and then we're gonna watch the game Mm. we've got some friends coming over i'm making everyone wear a chelsea shirt maybe i'll sell the ticket and go to Garrett's. oh you should you should come over get on your (laughs) scooter Get, get on your scooter, I'm prepping all the food on can't Friday send, night. Can't you send a helicopter for him like you did for me? <laughs> yeah, if only. But
3: uh, okay. Well, look. Let's let's do it. Let's do the thing you all hate the most. It's prediction time. Seb,
2: I can't predict against us, but I really have quite a, a woeful feeling about this. So I'll go for a Chelsea three-one win, just to, to just to balance out my woeful feeling.
3: Okay, I'm going to go for a Chelsea 2-0 win.
1: No, 2-1, we can't not concede. Well, you know, when I played in the FA Cup final in 1970, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> the pitch was a pig and uh, Chelsea's uh, never won the FA Cup at Wembley and then suddenly the new stadium gets built and we do. So uh, 1-0 Chelsea, you know. So let me guess, was that John Motson? <laughs> <laughs> John Motson as if he played in the 70 no, but cup that's right. final. yeah but
3: he was a Chelsea fan I thought you were having a John Motson's dream um, who did you think that was it could have been any of, any of 11 players it good I mean it could have been 12 given yeah, there was yeah, one sub uh, give us another go at it <laughs> You well, tell me this is really obvious. No, it is
1: really obvious. <laughs> Every, everyone in the office at Chelsea loved it. And one time I interviewed Marcel Desailly as this player where I did the Desailly accent and this player's accent. Oh, do the Desailly <laughs> one as well. Let's <laughs> do it that. It's really funny because you'd phone Desailly and you'd, you'd go through to voicemail and go, hello, I am travelling. Call my Ghanaian number. <laughs> so I go, well, Marcel, you know, uh, just call it to say captain to captain. Uh, I hope you're doing well, you know. And then you'd... S- mess around on, Hold on. phone. Hold on, I've worked it out, but only because I heard the word captain. Oh, come on, this is spot on. You cannot know. you got to know.
3: Can I just say, my nephew, who's Australian, um, and knows a lot of Kiwis, he texted me to say, mate, <laughs> Mate, that geezer on the podcast does the worst Kiwi Maori <laughs> accent ever. More like Call cool Surf, more like Cali Surf Dude than
1: Kiwi. Oh, come on, bro. <laughs> Wanna go down the dairy, bro? Get the merinda, have a drink, smoke some dots, bro. <laughs> so, so, there we are. This
3: is What was your prediction? <laughs>
1: or, 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 well, good. Oh, I can't remember, but. Uh... I'll change it uh, oh, no, no, I was going from Ron Harris into Kiwi just then Ron Harris that's who it
2: is uh, yeah. I said I said on, Rosgan, you, have, I you clearly
1: haven't spent time with Ron <laughs> oh so your prediction is you, you go to him go yes I knew Ron Harris and he turned around like what right it's you ron really the do ron <laughs> but so, um chelsea won united nil like 2007 all over again
3: excellent well that's it it's at the end of another season i do believe we're not doing a podcast now because nobody will let us come and talk any more of this nonsense um all i can say is thank you to everyone who's been on this year uh from us all uh, and tonight thank you seb for joining us and being actually quite a positive moaner tonight it's been
2: uh, you know what i i've got a smile on my face as i rant i've enjoyed but like watching. i've always said you know I, i'm only happy when complaining
3: Ah, uh, well that's absolutely true and gary what can i say from you and your host of wonderful impersonations can't wait to see well, you on guys. britain's got Talent ish. Uh and uh you know, hopefully you can work on a few more for next season. It'd be lovely to get you back and maybe you can do some of the, the other players as well and we can have a guess at those. I
1: can do a high pitched Gary Cahill maybe. I'll record it later. Okay, that
3: sounds Gary good. Gary Cahill on Helium. Anyway, I think it's time for you to go on holiday, Gary. And uh all of you have a great summer and hopefully you'll have nice visions of us holding up the FA Cup. Cheers.
0: This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.com. .net. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it, and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements, which large software publishers like Microsoft, or ibm and others and when budgeting for software spend to reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses speak to livingston today about our managed services over 50 multinationals across the world trust livingston to manage their software licenses visit livingston-tech.com for more information
3: sports social podcast network